The social package of Christmas gets so familiar that we can easily miss a key point in the story. God's word through Micah told of a new ruler who will come to shepherd Israel. He will not look like the wicked rulers of the past, but shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord. This ruler will not come from Jerusalem or one of the big, large areas of Israel, but from Bethlehem, too little we're told, to be counted among the clans of Judah. The Hebrew word for little can be translated insignificant. And so it reminds us that what is insignificant in the eyes of the world is what God often uses as his messengers and servants. God does wild and crazy things. He encouraged Mary through Elizabeth's pregnancy, this old woman who was well past childbearing age, because God does almost nothing according to our expectation. As the angel had told Mary, nothing will be impossible with God. So when Mary travels to Elizabeth and the developing child in Elizabeth senses the newly conceived embryo within Mary, there was this inspiration of the Holy Spirit that came. This had happened earlier with Mary and the words that we've come to call the Magnificat, uh, an extended celebration of the way that God turns the world upside down. And now through Elizabeth... Elizabeth is inspired to give the core of what is the rosary prayer. So turning the world upside down, at least from our perspective, is one of the most basic things that we need to grasp about what happens when God comes. Here are these contrasts that were formed long ago by St. Augustine. Maker of the Son, He is made under the Son. In the Father, He remains. From His mother, He goes forth. Creator of heaven and earth, He was born on earth under heaven. Unspeakably wise, He is wisely speechless. Filling the world, He lies in a manger. Ruler of the stars, he nurses at his mother's bosom. He is both great in the nature of God and small in the form of a servant. This is a running paradox in the Christmas story and all that it contains. This story is embedded in a real place with real people. In a real time, it's not a once upon a time fairy tale. God came into our world in an insignificant place called Bethlehem, and he was born to a seemingly insignificant Jewish girl named Mary. Because when God comes, the insignificant gets turned upside down. 
Today we exalt Bethlehem in many of our Christmas songs. And Mary, prophesying in the Spirit, foretold her own significance. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. Because this is how God works. God intrudes into our assumptions. Think about this. The life of Jesus is bracketed by two impossibilities. A virgin's womb and an empty tomb. Someone has noticed Jesus entered our world through a door marked no entrance. And he left through a door marked no exit. In this revelation, God continually appears as one who pays attention to the wretched, the afflicted, the abandoned, those who are nothing in the eyes of the world. And all of this contains a lesson that remains true all the way down for us today because our temptation is to do exactly the opposite of what God does. We want to look at those who are on the top, not at those who are at the bottom. We are enamored by those who are prosperous, not those who are in need. And even more than just remembering that God honors the lowly, we ourselves are called to become little and humble. Jesus models this for us. Though he was in the form of God, he did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant. One preacher put it this way, infinite and an infant. God wants to come to each one of us And yet his coming is not always obvious. I understand that the Chinese bamboo tree does absolutely nothing, or so it seems, for its first four years. Then suddenly, sometime during the fifth year, it shoots up about 90 feet in 60 days. Now, does the bamboo tree grow in six weeks or in five years? Our relationship with God can be sort of like the the bamboo tree. You know, we put forth effort. We invite God to come in fresh ways. We pray more. We start doing some of the spiritual disciplines that people tell us about. And then nothing seems to happen right away. But when we think about the real meaning of Advent, the seeking The repenting, the waiting, that thing that we don't like to do so much. Then there will be those moments when God's presence breaks through the fog that seems to enshroud our world. And because God is God, He will come the way that He wants to. Not the way that we would choose. God will come in the things that we easily think are insignificant because God has the right to break into my life 
without question or explanation through a shattering phone call, a disturbing email, an overwhelming interference with my plans, all of these things and more may be the first stage of God's interruption to really break into my life. So let's be little enough to look for God to come. When we obsess over the biggest and the best and the most, we can deflect the work of God. He always comes, but it's possible for us to miss it. So don't let what the world thinks is the most important thing, what is most impressive, distort your expectation of God. Look for God to come in the little things, even the little things that are in your life.